Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coop, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you, man? All right, man. It's good, good to see you. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm really excited right. to talk about uh, Wild Hearts. I'm going to play a clip right now. This goes out to the wild hearts and all of the wild hearts just like mine. The first off, it's got, I mean, it's just a jamming song and it makes you smile and it makes you, I, I guess the word that I would choose is amped. It makes you amped up and excited. Talk to me about this song and, and kind of uh, what it means to you. Amped. Amped is good. We need amped. <laughs> it is now. good. Yes. I'll, I'll take amped. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a song that I hope everyone can relate to and 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 ideally be inspired by that you know those kind of songs have always done that for me and i hope this song does that for people so i was lucky enough to get to see you perform in nashville at the acm party for a cause and before you went into this song you talked about the beginning lyric which is saw the man in black spotlight in the air heard a thousand screams i saw my daddy stare and i thought even in that moment what an incredible story can you can you tell that again for my listeners yeah, so um, this song was uh, the short version of the song is that it, it was already, it was written and sent to me as a fully finished song, but I didn't um, I didn't the, the verses didn't speak to me. And yeah. So I, I I passed on the song, and about a week later, I woke up singing the chorus of this song, and I'm like, that's a really good chorus, you know. <laughs> and I listened to the song again, and I I realized because it starts with the verse, um, I, the verse wasn't. It just didn't speak to me. And I called the writers and I said, would you be okay if I rewrote the verses, uh, both verses, so that they just feel more personal for me? Because the chorus is really speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And my journey, you know, as a, as a, as a musician that's, that's, you know, been a dreamer my whole life and followed my dreams to Nashville. But, I, I, you know, I'd really love to make it more personal. And they said, yeah. So they sent me the track and I sat down to write the first verse, the opening verse, and I'm like, where do I begin? And so I just thought, well, where does my where did my journey begin musically? And the very first thought I had was this Johnny Cash concert that my dad took our family to when I was five years old. And so I wrote, saw the man in black, spotlight in the air, because uh, I remember this. I mean, you know, you're five years old. I've yeah. never been to a concert. I've, I've never been around that many drunken people in my life, <laughs> and it was so awesome. Yeah, it was just awesome. The most, I don't know, big energy. I mean, you know, where I'm from is a very working class people town, and 
that was just thousands of hard work and hard drink and Johnny Cash loving folks. And it was, gosh, it was amazing. So I remember certain things about that concert, but uh, the spotlight across the air, the thousand screens. But what I really also remember was the way my dad stared at this guy on stage. And of course, you know, you five-year-old boy, you want your dad's attention. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen my dad stare at anything like that. So, uh, you know, I heard a thousand screams, saw my dad stare. I feel like I've been running since the day that I was born, eagle on my back, phoenix on my arm. And then the song became more personal. It's incredible. What an incredible story. And you talked about the songwriters too. And I think it's interesting to point this out because a lot of times you see uh, a lot of common names uh, when it comes to songwriting. And this one threw me off a little bit because of the group of names here. And it's Brad Tercy, who's a part of Old Dominion, Jennifer Wayne, who's yeah. part of Runaway June, and Eric Pasley, who does a bunch of stuff, but was probably most famous for his song Friday Night that people know. It's interesting that these three came together and they all have kind of a similar story with Wild Hearts. It, what was your immediate thought, I guess, when they sent you this song? Do you do you kind of, here's, I guess the, I should reform that question. You probably get a thousand songs sent to you every single day. Do you have a list, like a priority list, or do you set time every day to listen to every single thing that you get? How does that work for you? Um, I, I'm pretty good at listening to things. And, you know, if, if I can listen to it right then and there, you know, if someone texts me a song, I yeah. listen to it. And I, it's a yay or nay, usually pretty quick. And, you know, every now and then I'm like, something, I like something in this. Let me sit on it for a second. But I, I can usually, this song either speaks to me or it doesn't. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's got nothing to do with whether the song is good enough. It's not, you know, honestly, for me, by the time a song gets, you know, to, for me to hear it, it's, it's probably, a, it's a really good song. It's just, you know, then it's just compatibility. Does the song speak to me does it sound like something i could do um and and like i said with wild hearts that chorus was just i love that chorus my favorite line in that chorus was when they said um can you hear me all of you lost ones you aren't really lost ones yep i was just like man i've I've heard people talk about (laughs) hey you lost ones out there we're all in this together blah 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 but i've never heard someone say hey all you lost ones you aren't really lost ones. That was just, that felt so empowering to me in that song. So I was, I was hooked. I want to go back to the ACM party for a cause because you, you know, you performed the song and you, you mentioned that it was your first show really back since the pandemic and all of this, this COVID stuff. And I wonder someone like you who is so experienced at this point and has done many, many, uh, a sold out show. What was it like for you backstage the moments before your name was announced? Like you've done that a million times, but maybe there was something a little different this time. Yeah, it was surreal. I mean, I, I think the, the the month leading up to the first festival that we played up mm-hmm. in Ohio recently, the month, the couple of months leading up to it, I, I kept waiting for the phone call. It's canceled. Right. It's rescheduled. It's, you know, because that's, that's all we've been hearing for mm-hmm. the last year was something's not happening, you know, and we're getting, I don't know, I'm getting used to it now. It's like, <laughs> all right, it's not happening. <laughs> and and uh, even the day before, I was like, is it really, is, are we doing it? Is it really happening? You know? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was amazing to walk out on that stage. Uh, I'd done, I did a party for a cause here in Nashville uh, two nights before at the Ascend Amphitheater. So that was the first time in front of real human beings. Um, 
but I didn't have my band with me and it wasn't a full show. I just right. had a couple of songs. And, but this was that, that night was, um, I, I was on the bus and I was looking at my calendar and I went 559 nights since we played wow. in front of people. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right? When so was the last I time there. when was the last time in your life, Keith, that you went five hundred plus days without performing? I mean I, I joined I joined this little amateur theater group when I was seven years old playing, you know, during school holidays yeah. and whatever. I haven't been off a stage for a year since I was seven years old. Unbelievable. Let alone a year and a half. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, I, I got to tell you, yeah. speaking of performing in concerts and all of that, you're my favorite to see live. And, and it goes back to, and I'll give you, I'm 36 years old now. And I remember seeing you, hopefully this doesn't make you feel old, but I remember seeing you when I was about, I don't know, I guess 16, 15, 16, 17, somewhere around there. And it was a little festival show. And you were, you did, uh, you did somebody like that. And it was this incredible thing that I personally had never seen someone do before it was almost like a, a choreography thing that you do at the end of the song where the kind of the band comes up and you guys form this line and you do this just guitar jam session and to this day when i hear that song i get goosebumps man because it takes me back just like that to that moment and i just think that's a, a, a compliment to you and your ability to make these songs mean something more than just a song on the radio they really stand out and i appreciate that Oh man, thank you, Cube. That's a nice memory. Oh gosh, That's a good one. I I love how songs do that. You yeah, know? they just trigger all kinds of things. One hundred percent. So look, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you: Is Wild Hearts part of like a Speed of Now Part Two, or or is it going to be something completely different? Is it a one-off? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know there's no plan for it uh, to be part of something or not part of something it's just you know for me it's the first song yeah and this is this kind of happened with us on ripcord you know we put yeah. out uh john cougar john did john 316 and it was just a song that we'd recorded and everybody seemed to like and we put it out and then we were working on the album and then we put out break on me like you know quite a bit after and i was still working on an album and then we eventually put the album out with wasted time as kind of what I thought was the first single and then those other two songs ended up on it. So I don't know, it feels like a big blur these days about yeah. <laughs> what 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 is an album, why is an album, who cares? Give me the give me the song I like, give it to me now. I love that song. Don't care if it's part of an album or not. So I think just, you know, for me it's just new music is, is all that matters. I want to uh, read this thing that I had. It's a you know fact here that I have about you: four Grammy Awards, thirteen CMAs, fifteen ACMs, three AMAs, two People's Choice Awards, celebrated nine consecutive gold, platinum, or multi-platinum albums. That's a lot of accomplishments. And so, at this point in your career, you obviously continue to set goals. What is what is your goal now? Like, what is it for you? You've accomplished all of this stuff. What are you, as a wild heart, shooting your eyes towards? I don't even know if I have goals, you know, it's, um, I'm really curious. I yeah. think curiosity has been my driving force way more than goals. Just endlessly curious about, uh, what kind of music I can create, what kind of songs I can create, what kind of collaborations will yield something interesting. Um, uh, just curiosity, just pure curiosity always. Yeah. That's what drives me. It's genius. Last question, because I was having lunch with someone a few days ago and we were talking about you and 
they they are a newer country music fan within the past couple of years. And so they've only known you as this big, successful country music superstar. And I brought up the ranch and I was like, no, man, like he's he's been going at it for a while. Can you in this song, I think, speaks perfectly to that kind of stuff. Can you maybe talk about something that you think about in your head as you look at yourself in the mirror and you're about to go out on stage to all these people or win an award or whatever it is? And you remember this time in your life when you were struggling through something and saying, I just have to keep pushing forward. Whatever's happening right now doesn't matter. I'm going to get to where I want to be. Um, hey, here's the thing that, that still to this day is, is what's in my mind before I go out on stage. I came up playing in the clubs mm-hmm. where, particularly in Australia, where you know it's rough and no one gives a crap about who you are, <laughs> what you're doing. And so you walk out on stage there, what my experience was, and what I would see is just guys with their arms crossed looking at you like, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Why should I care about you? You, you, you know, yeah. impress me. Do something to make me not leave, basically, is what, what I, that's what I grew up having to play to. And to this day, I still walk out with a feeling of that. Wow. Even when it's our own crowd, I know it sounds weird, but it's it's true. It's really true. It's not something I consciously do. It's just it's just in my DNA that I walk out imagining there's all these people out there with their arms crossed, going, "All right, do something. What do you do? Show me what you do." You know, and I've got to try and get them from the arms crossed to putting the arms down to hopefully putting the the fist in the air now nah. <laughs> yep. two hours to do it <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what it happens every single time i've seen you and and i enjoy every single show keith thank, thank you so much for the time we're going to play wild hearts the new single here in a moment it's always great to talk to you keith thank you always good to talk to you too Coop. thanks man talk soon this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 